Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O C-O. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Um, so why don't you just start off with your ramblings as you always do that? Oh, you want me to start off with some kind of... You thing? always start off with your rambling. I always start off with some <laughs> rambling. You don't think that it's a genuine capture of our conversation as three friends who've known each other for 20 years. Yeah, that is very true. Maybe it is. Isn't Maybe that? it's not. We'll ramble on then. <laughs> oh, God. I tell you what, I am five pounds lighter from. Uh, I know. We'll talk about this on side stories. I don't want to ruin Diana's lunch. I we have a very special you. guest here today. I want to be classy. I want her to be. I want her to feel. You don't want to talk supported. about fat boy Zabrowski being <laughs> not forced to eat cream, but he couldn't resist. It was, Therefore, there was some liquid runs. That, we'll, uh, we'll get happened. into it on side stories. Jackie. Had a birthday celebration. Long story short, I was sick for a long period of time. I had a miss. You know you episode. can't eat cream. But I also tried to call in from the toilet oh my to God. the radio show, <laughs> and right. it, it was too busy. I know. I had a lot of calls because they felt so bad for me. Welcome to last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with Henry and Marcus. And we, have, we have a very special episode for you all today. The last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs. You've seen it. You love it. And who do you love the most? It's Darcy, the male girl, <laughs> a.k.a. Aww. Diana Prince. She is on the show with us. Thank you so much for hanging out with us three Weird, sweaty men. Yeah. Oh my God. I am so honored. Thanks for having me. You know, this seriously, Diana, this is so cool. Uh, I, I feel like what you bring to last drive in is like, yeah, Joe Bob, you had the script. Everybody knows everything about movies. Blah, 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 blah. No, we love Joe Bob. <laughs> Seems like you're kind of criticizing Marcus a little bit as well. A bit. A bit. <laughs> He's the Joe Bob of our podcast. I'm Darcy the Mail Girl. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, but Diana, you're encyclopedic, encyclopedic, encyclopedic knowledge mm -hmm. of horror films at the last drive in comes across so crazy that we wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about mm -hmm. summer horror films for last podcast on the left. And I couldn't think of another horror movie expert that I would want on here to help guide us and educate uh -huh. the audience as to what the hell a summer horror film would constitute. <laughs> what are the hard rules yes. of a summer horror film? And what are some of the best in the catalog? To me, I love a summer camp film. Mm -hmm. Like I just love that feeling and I, you can't really relive summer camp that easy anymore, but you can kind of, live through the that genre which is i i don't think there's a summer camp movie i don't enjoy really i'm like, gonna say i i agree with you diana i think we need to see male and female nipple of course that's a summer movie because it's hot out there oh my god i better take my shirt off you know there has to be something that is uh sensual about a summer horror film i mean that's a, i think that's a good element i think it's a common element short shorts uh, no it's bras. Mandatory, but I definitely enjoy it for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think anything that evokes the feeling of summer, that evokes like either the fun of summer or just the general temperature of summer, something that feels hot, you know, especially like a dog day summer movie. Like it's got to feel real hot. I was talking about this with Natalie because that's my mm -hmm. thing, right? Because to me, summer horror films are because what I remember from as a kid, it's like the tentpole summer films like uh something about that like something you eat a lot of popcorn watching you know what i mean like in my head a summer monster movie is a lot of it's like you know because that's where we put us during day camp 
where they didn't know what to do with us because sure. I was in Queens, right? <laughs> so we did. There was no outside area, so they just put us in the movie theater, and we just would watch whatever was there. And that's what I remember. It's like it's actually mm -hmm. it's hot outside, but where I am inside is actually very cold. For example, mm -hmm. not not a summer horror movie. The Exorcist takes place inside, sure. kind of rainy. However, I'm going to say the entire uh, Jason Voorhees. Friday yeah. the 13th series. All of those are summer films. You've got skinny dipping. You've got so, water. You've got counselors. I used to watch those literally every single night during summer. I'd watch a different Friday the 13th. So those to me are the ultimate summer. I must. agree. I hate watching them during like October and stuff. A lot of people consider yes. them Halloween movies, but yes. no, to me, it's summer. I it's agree. so funny because I feel the same exact way. Friday the 13th are not attached to a time period for me. I Like summertime specifically though. I mean, sure. like in terms of not watching them around Halloween, I don't feel like watching them during the Halloween season. But are you, Diana, a person that goes through, like, do you go through franchises? Like, are you one of those, if you start a franchise, you have to finish it? Is that just my OCD? If I've never seen it before, maybe, but not generally. Like, I'll watch six, and then I'll watch four, and then I'll go to a different one, different franchise altogether. I'm fine with that. So, that's probably you. It's too kinky <laughs> for me, man. I gotta do top to bottom. <laughs> like, I gotta... It's always thorough, and from one to the remake, and I don't know why. Well, yeah, I mean, if you just top right in with Saw 4, you're gonna be totally confused. <laughs> why are they cutting this man's penis off? I need to know the backstory. I mean, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, I think the only franchise that I have to watch one to whatever is Hellraiser. I yeah. have to watch. I mean, I can watch Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Halloween and Friday the 13th all, all fucked up. But Hellraiser got to be in order. It's because the, the number one is technically the best one, even though I do believe that Hellraiser three needs a lot more love. Yeah. Yes. Zeitgeist. Yes. Because of CD head. CD head's amazing. <laughs> and camera head. Camera Head is also, I think Camera Head is an underrated Cenobite. I completely agree, and there's something very powerful and poignant about both of those characters. Diana, when did you start to get into <laughs> horror movies? I'm sorry, what? When did you start to get into horror movies? Because it wasn't, you know, it used to just be a big boys genre, and now it's so nice. It's universal. There's, you know, obviously when we come to the Comic-Cons and when it comes to our genre of sort of true crime and paranormal it's so diverse now. Ladies love it, apparently, which we didn't really know. I mean, when did you get into horror? Um, since forever. Like I, I was my dad was really into it. So I kind of sneak in when he was watching stuff and nice. get terrified and run out. Um, but when I was finally brave enough to watch on my own, the first one I watched was uh Friday the 13th final chapter when I was yes. probably about 10-ish. Yes. And I just I I was in love with Corey Feldman. So I was like, I have to watch and find out if he lived. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to watch the whole thing, even though I was scared, but I got through the end and I felt like so brave and powerful. And I'm like, I made it past Jason. I saw boobs. This is the greatest thing I've ever done <laughs> or, or, or right now. So from then on, it was like everything I could get my hands on. I yeah. You know what the first pair of cinematic boobs I ever saw? What was that? It Henry? was in the movie Repossessed. Do you remember the Leslie Nielsen, the Exorcist? Uh, yeah, man, pull your pull your dress down a little bit because she was pulling up from the bottom, and then she showed her the boobs. And I remember it was the first time I was watching a film with my mother and father because we they all love the airplane movies, and they're all like, ah, very good, ah, here, ah, they immediately put boobs in his brain, and I was hooked. Yeah, I have a similar story uh, as far as like enduring a horror movie, but just being able to like get through it and feeling proud that you got through it. The first horror movie that I truly remember watching was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, uh, which has Viggo Mortensen, if you don't remember, one of his of early course. roles. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I remember I watched it with a friend of mine uh, during the summertime. We were at the lakes and like in this like unair conditioned lake house, sweating our ass off and he peed his pants oh. and I didn't. And so I felt superior yeah. and, that, and that, <laughs> I felt like I'd like accomplished them because I laughed through most of it and had a great time. Texas Chainsaw is another one that'd be great for summer. It's very hot. Very hot. Perfect. That's what we were talking That's about. my number one pick for midsummer. Like for the dog days of summer, my number sure. one is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Partly because, you know, you feel the heat off of that entire movie. You feel the claustrophobia of extreme heat, especially extreme Texas heat, which is just the fucking worst. Uh, and the <laughs> fact that the movie itself, like they said, the room where they were filming the, uh, the dinner scene was something like 110 degrees in there with all the lights in yeah. the middle of a Texas summer. 
Uh, and it just, you feel the heat radiating off of that movie the entire time. You really do. Like you feel there, you feel the uncomfortableness of it all. And also just the incredible beach body of Gunnar Hansen. And I miss him. And I, mean, I wish that I could have been around him <laughs> sensually. Um, maybe that'll go to my first pick. Because in the summertime, a lot of times, weirdly, I think the summer, which we've seen in the last couple summers, it's also a very intensely like political time and intense time, especially recently. And there is a movie I watch every July 4th that I love. Besides just, wait till we talked right before we started recording, The Last Drive-In finally showed Uncle Sam. Oh, <laughs> Uncle Sam, fantastic. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea how I had to fight for that because not everyone is a fan of cheesy 90s flicks like I am. And I was just, I, that is such a must watch at July 4th for me. So I was just so, so excited we got to show it finally. I mean, I love I feel that like movie. As 90s babies, we were blessed. We had some fantastic films that we you did. would just go, and this was back in the day for you youngsters out there. You used to have to go to a place <laughs> called Blockbuster Video. Oh, yeah. Or Family Video. And you would or pick Hollywood. the. You, or Hollywood video, and you would pick the horror film based upon the cover, which was never indicative of how good the movie was. Not necessarily. <laughs> but sometimes it slid in, but I also Uncle find Sam had a kick-ass freaking cover. But the yeah. 90s had a really, 90s had a rash of films were all based upon fear of having a job. There was The Dentist, <laughs> Ice Cream Man, Dr. Giggles. Oh, the best. Oh, no. oh God, I'm so excited. <laughs> Tell me more, baby. But July 4th, <laughs> July 4th, I love to watch Tales from the Hood. Because mm. Tales from the Hood has a full on, there's something about it. I always, before a July 4th party, I always find myself turning it on in the morning. I watch it as soon as I wake up with a bowl and a cup of coffee. Oh, nice. Because there's something huh? about the, bra the bracing reality mixed with the high theatricality of that movie where it's just it is genuinely still very frightening mm -hmm. it is also got one of my favorite things tropes in any film ever which is puppets being dangerous I anytime a small toy is dangerous i love it maybe it's because i'm small as a person and i yes. like the idea of everyone being scared of me sure but if i put on a full photorealistic chucky costume i'd scare the <laughs> fuck out of a bunch of people uh, you scare the hell out of me that's for sure <laughs> but uh, yeah i just love that movie there's just something about it, it has a cultural importance and it's got great a great ensemble cast mm -hmm. and it's just fucking and it's brutal what would be your go-to if you have to choose july 4th diana prince darcy the male gal uh what do you bring it what do you bring to joe bob well i mean uncle sam was my number one yes. but if we're excluding that then I know what you did last summer is another go-to. They're like yeah. a double feature. I do. I beachiness, and not only is it a beachiness, but it was filmed in Wilmington, and I'm from South Carolina, so it feels very at home to me. It's like it, it's at home during the Fourth of July. So I just I love that vibe. I'm gonna say this right now: underrated actress Sarah Michelle Gellar. Really? Mm. I like her. Really? Why not? <laughs> why, why, but, but why? <laughs> yes. Why not? <laughs> See. I, I wish more i wish she like just embrace the horror genre and just come back and just be our screen queen right now she would i'd love that I, agree. I know what you did last summer she was in the remake of the or the remake of the grudge right she was yeah. also in that yes. yeah and, and of course buffy you know like that's a horror tv yeah. show so you know mm -hmm. she's, she's, she's she got a like pedigree a, right she had a run there but she kind of like abandoned it so like yeah. time for her to come back realize we need her there <laughs> See, I like the American grudge as much as I like the Japanese grudge. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Same thing no. with like Ring, right? The Ring, I always thought, that, I actually thought that the American remake was actually better than Ringu. Whoa, but it's controversial. Very, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I like Naomi Watts. I think she's a great actor. Sure. And also it was it was very, very scary. Dana, let me ask you a question. Why do you feel like some of these, like that that type of actor, like Sarah Michelle Geller and those people, why are they so afraid to uh, embrace their genre roots? Um, I don't, I think it just forever had the stigma that it's not like real cinema. There's people that are known whose names I won't mention, who are very much considered screen queens and stuff who hate horror and yeah. kind of look down upon it and are not proud to be known that way. And that's super unfortunate because if that's like, I wouldn't want to do anything but that. Like yeah. to me, it's amazing. Be proud of that. Realize how much of a fan base there is that just Absolutely. lives for it. You know, and be proud to be part of it. Kind of brings me to my first uh, film that I want to mention. It stars, oh my God, she's one of our friends, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, we're so close with her. The Leprechaun. <laughs> Leprechaun <laughs> is a fantastic film, what? totally underrated. So you're bringing yes. Leprechaun. Yes. 
I love Leprechaun. Out of March. It's a March film. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> that, that's fair. It's definitely not a summer film. That's it what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Jennifer Aniston. She's barely in the film and she disavowed she's it. She's not barely in the film. She didn't disavow it. Why? She kind of did, yeah. <laughs> she did? Yeah. yeah. Why? But, but, <laughs> and I think she, one day she'll realize that it's it's her ultimate role. Like I it's think it's her, her best part. role. Yes, I agree. I love her forever because of Leprechaun, and she looked very summery in it. Like she had her like shorts on and her Ellie gear sneakers, and she seemed very summery, early summer. And That's that. what I'm saying. I mean, this is the thing. Kissel, to well, we'll say Kissel's brain is timeless, and he's mm -hmm. actually never quite sure what day. Or week it is. <laughs> that is true. So I think that's actually very appropriate. You could have a St. Patrick's Day film in the middle of summer. Yeah, why yeah. not? Well, there's no rules. This isn't Scream. Well, my first official pick, you know what? And I'm well, actually, I'm gonna go a little bit backwards here. My end of summer pick actually is Scream. Because there you Scream because Scream is, first oh. of all, Scream <laughs> is a blockbuster movie. Like, which is the definition yes. of a summer movie. It I believe it did come out during summer. And for yes. me, the end of summer, it, it came means... out during uh, December, actually. It came no out in December. Shit. No shit. Yeah. So you're fucking wrong, Marcus. Where's I... your script? Where's all your answers? <laughs> this is what well, Diane is here. Regardless, maybe it came out on video in summer because I remember seeing it for the first Mom. time in summertime. It came no. out in Go ahead. No, Diana, when did it come out? That's summer in like, Australia, right? So that counts. There you Let's go. Suppose so. All right, cool. I grew up in Australia. Nobody okay. knows that, but I grew up in Australia. Mm, they have rocks there, too. Regardless, I do th feel like it, like it feels like a summer film to me, at least. Like it feels like that, like big blockbuster hit. Uh, and it, that transition into September, like, I don't know. I mean, even though I'm almost 40, it's still, that's still like school time. And Scream <laughs> is such like a high school movie. And it feels like the beginning of the school year when all the possibilities are there and nobody said no to you asking them out on a date. Yet. Well, technically, that is so much more, that is so much more wrong than mine because by definition, if it's a school movie, it can't be a summer movie. Well, it's an end of summer film because that's uh -huh. the one thing I do want to talk that's about. <laughs> this is the transition time, right? Because I feel like there do people get a little bit, a little bit, uh, I think the old word, is that people get upset, right, about this Halloween taking over this time period. But I say, fuck you. I'm fucked yeah. up. More Halloween, because that's what I say. You, fucking, you know what else technically needs more representation is Thanksgiving, sure. But fucking Halloween, we need this time period. Absolutely. And so we own. Halloween owns the last week of August to the end of October. If anybody mm -hmm. says anything different, I mean, what are we going to do? I want to get into a shirts off fight with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But that's why I think Scream's an appropriate choice, because it's about the transition. That's right. Absolutely. Well, that's a that's an interesting point when it comes to horror, the genre. It does show transition. Oftentimes, puberty is involved. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of different changes that go on with the characters in horror movies that represent our own personal lives. Diana, what is an example of a horror film that shows a transition from the lead character uh, to the super, mostly heroine, that they turn into? That's what's so awesome about the genre that does not get enough respect is how, as you mentioned, Diana, it's uh, empowering. You know, I mean, it really is an empowering genre for women. Obviously, there's a lot of content that is triggering. There's like sometimes some abuse, but the revenge is amazing. I know. I mean, sometimes that's very cathartic. I've definitely talked to a lot of people that have gone through, you know, sexual assault and whatnot. And they'll mm -hmm. watch I Spit on Your Grave over and over again to just feel that that hell yeah revenge thing that they can't get in real life. So yep. that's very empowering um, for me. It's a. Uh, Alice in Night Run on Street 4. She starts nice. off so shy, so scared, can't look at herself in the mirror. And then at the end, she's kicking all the ass. So, like, I love her and relate to that so hard. And that definitely empowered me when I watched it the first mm -hmm. time. It's really interesting because I, I actually rewatched for, and I really just forgot how much I love that movie. This is Dream Warriors, yes. right? No, no, it's not Dream Warriors. It's the next one. What is it, Diana? Dream, Dream Child. Dream, Dream Master. Dream Master. Dream there Master. we go. Dream, Dream Child is five. Yeah. Child is five. Because that's my most watched of all of the franchises. I think I've watched oh, the Nightmares the most. 
Yeah, I will. I four and three and four are the ones I've watched the most of Nightmare, but Nightmare is my most watched franchise next to Hellraiser and Phantasm. Phantasm is my favorite franchise because you get to watch them age in real time. That was fantastic. It's a hell of a choice. That's I mean, what I like. Um, but in terms of transition, this is the other transitional because I, I want to talk about this. My number one transitional movie from summer to fall is Poltergeist. Oh my goodness, that girl mm. was haunted and she died. She died. She was, yeah. had a disease. No, she said that she died uh, because of the movie. What happened, Diana? <laughs> you don't think um, so? There's there's some uh oh Lord. Y'all need to just Google that. <laughs> Didn't she get murdered? She no, uh God, there's a lot of complicated stories <laughs> around it. But what I have been led to believe is uh some stuff happened there because of a, a sexual assault. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I thought that what the little I thought Carol Ann didn't she have like a kidney disease? Oh wait, like, which one? Are they actually both got. I thought we were talking about Carol. So that is kind of what complicates. Uh, look it up. I don't want to talk too much about it. Plus, I don't want to be incorrect with my facts. But definitely, Diana. No, you know what, Danny? You're here to talk about the movies. I know you okay. know the movies. You don't got to worry about the information. Technically, that's a Marcus. I can see his little fingers here clicking right now. It's yeah. easy. That's that's his power. There's the real official story of her, and then there's the thing that people kind of know that kind of put out there. So it's like how much is rumor, how much is not, which is right. Right, you know, but so still, like, we'll, we'll go with Kinney for her. And then the sister was actually murdered. She so. was murdered. Wow. Right. Yeah. 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 You could see the worried look on Marcus's face as he's now learning the truth of what happened to Carol Ann. Which is actually very I, uh, well, I can. Uh, it's one of those where like the official there's an official cause of death and then there's a read between the lines cause of death. Yeah, uh, uh, and, yeah. and it's uh, quite horrific. Ah, yeah. very good. Yeah. As long as but it, I want to go back to the film. Go back to the yeah. film as long as it has nothing to do with Craig T. Nelson. I'm fine. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson's innocent. All good. He's good. He's innocent. But what I He's like about the Poltergeist has, like, it still freaks me out. To this day, Absolutely. it freaks me out. Like, I don't know what it is about that movie. And I don't know if it's because you start the movie sort of in the comfortable hands of Steven Spielberg. Like, you definitely are in a, uh, it's his film for a little period of time. And then it becomes a Toby Hooper movie yeah. where you see the, you you feel that kind of sense of familiarity, the way that Spielberg can more than anybody else. Like as you, if you guys don't know, Toby Hooper directed the directed Poltergeist, but Steven Spielberg executive produced it and had a very heavy hand when it came to how that movie got done. Hmm. And Spielberg, you could kind of feel. Well, his he wouldn't best. disagree with that though. I know some people would, but you look at it and it has the, you can kind of, to me, I see the Toby Hooper DNA and I see the Spielberg DNA strands in it. And you can kind of see what the, why it made it a perfect horror movie in a way, because you love this family. I feel like that's where the Spielberg element kind of comes in, where you look at the, like, I know that like that, that whole group, I wish that, I wish that Craig T. Nelson was my dad. Do you do you really do, huh? Yeah, I mean, in that movie, he's really understandable. As long as he wasn't molesting anybody, I think it's great. Well, of course, he went on to be a coach. We never, we never know. Well, I think that is fantastic. I'm trying. I'm blanking on the name of the movie that I want to mention. Isn't that fascinating? It content? is great. It involves children. <laughs> it involves but, the '80s style genre. But I want to keep talking about Poltergeist because you got the real skeletons in it. You got yeah. the yeah. fucking what's her name? Tiny woman. Uh, Zelda. No, Rubenstein. This house is clear. That one. She's the greatest horror actress of all time. Diana, did you ever meet Zelda Rubenstein? No, unfortunately, I wish. Who's your uh. favorite that you've ever met? <laughs> well, you mean favorite before I met them or still after? <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't worry about Maybe. Both. Yeah. What about both? What about both? Uh, um, <laughs> you ready to burn a bridge? Come on, burn that bridge! Burn that bridge! Favorite of all time that I've met. Let's go, Barbara Steele. She's great. Okay, fantastic. Very nice. There's no Zelda Rubenstein. No, it's not. Say my favorite moment in the in the entirety of Poltergeist is the paranormal researcher ripping the flesh off his own skin off his own face. That's 
great, great <laughs> practical effects. Well, that's such a good example of practical effects looking obviously fake, and yet it still freaks you out because it has that dreamlike quality. And that's the most important thing is having a good special effects person on there that has tangible, real, goopy, you know, I hate these CGI special effects. Where are you on that, Diana? Do you what what's the perfect mix of CGI and good tangible special effects? Um if if it can help you save the budget, then I understand uh, CGI's. And I don't yeah. hate it automatically, but if you can do practical, like always, that's the way to go. In my personal opinion, it just it just takes me out when you know it's not really there. You know, I feel like a movie that just did it perfectly was the remake of The Mist. Yeah, that was just like such a perfect mixture of CGI and realistic effects. True. <laughs> no, I love that one, man. I feel like that that's a good one. I also but hey, Dana, put it to you. What's the fucking what do you think's the best uh digital effects you've seen in a horror movie? Because I might put what's its putts. I might put um drag me to the drag me Drag to, me to hell. Yeah, drag me to oh, hell. I would put yeah. there. That's close, but it was kind of over the I still feel like it was over top, but they did. I think well, the final scene they went they dodged it, they dodged a little too much CGI, but that's all yeah. right. What movie does it right, Diana? Just pure CGI? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, what's one that you're like, yeah, that's pretty good, besides Hogzilla? <laughs> <laughs> Hogzilla. Hogzilla. Practical in there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, they have that one big hog head in it, which is pretty fucking sweet. Oh, Lord. Um, any, like, ghost type movies? Let's go, like, um, House on Haunted Hill remake, maybe? You like, know, I very really good. Did that one. You and Natalie, my wife Natalie, is obsessed with that movie. She, I was shocked how good it is. Yes, she <laughs> loves that remake because I'm I'm, a, I'm on your side, Diana. Where like I like there's certain types of horror remakes I like. Like I love the Evil Dead remake. You know that fantastic. was that was something I was going to mention as far as CGI done right. I think didn't that one use a fair amount of CGI? Well, it had gallons of good blood in it. Yeah, yeah. real blood. Yeah, it was a good mix. A good example of a perfect mix up. Yeah, well, I think that it was, was ten years ago. I know, dude. <laughs> Why did I feel like that? That would just happened like last summer. I World, know. isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think when it comes to ghosts, CGI is better Agreed. in many ways that's, because that's the one time that it can be superior. I think and thirteen a, ghosts. Was, thirteen I almost ghosts. A, I almost chose thirteen ghosts as one of mine because I absolutely love that movie. Make it, too. choose yeah. it. But no, I got a better one. Okay, I was going to say the Frighteners, very fun, mm, and that's okay, also okay. I'm gonna, that's a summer movie, right? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. That's, that feels more like a fall movie to me because everyone's wearing jackets. You know, I'll give him this. That one I'll jackets, give. Huh? No, 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 that one I, I'll give him that if he wants to have that one. Yeah, but I got luck on and Frighteners. If you want to stay in the realm of Peter Jackson, though, I would argue that Dead Alive is a pretty good summer film. It's romantic. Or would that be more spring? Mm. <laughs> Fuck! It doesn't matter! Right from your grave. Have a packed schedule this fall? HelloFresh has your meals covered with a weekly selection of over 30 recipes and more than 70 convenience items, all delivered to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Every HelloFresh recipe includes ripe, just-picked produce that travels from the farm to your door in less than a week. HelloFresh is 25% less expensive than takeout and is even cheaper than grocery shopping, too. HelloFresh isn't just for dinners. Shop HelloFresh Market for quick breakfasts, wholesome snacks, and even desserts. You'll find everything you need to satisfy your craving without stepping foot in the grocery store or mini-mart. I love HelloFresh. I like the chicken recipes and i certainly love to eat them and give some to my dogs go to hellofresh.com slash last pod 16 and use code last pod 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts that's hellofresh.com slash last pod 16 and code last pod 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts a roast as dark as the night Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, 
We bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Well, I would say, I mean, if we're talking about that transitional period between spring and summer, something that sits right on the edge, but I would argue for this being a summer movie because it is an introduction to summer. I would recommend everybody watch this next year on May Day, the original Wicker Man. Yeah. We're trying to show that around that time, so fingers crossed it works out. Yeah, ah, please, Yes, please. absolutely. No, it's, the original Wicker Man is just so, the, the soundtrack is fantastic. Actually, Christopher Lee argued that it was a musical at the end <laughs> of the day. <laughs> like, that's what he told, like, he came in, like, in the middle of the production, like, near the end of the production and announced to everyone, like, Behold, we are creating a musical. Whoa, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, everyone's down for it. I actually didn't mind the Nick Cage remake. I hated it. I hated it. It was it's That's not amazing. even 
<laughs> it's fine as a three and a half minute YouTube montage. Not the bees! <laughs> I mean, he didn't want the bees. <laughs> Makes but all the it, sense in the world. Yeah, but the original Wicker Man is so good. In the remake of Wicker Man, do you have any problems? Like, Nat and I both were laughing the last time we watched it. was laughing because of just how many women he punches in the head <laughs> in the last 25 <laughs> minutes of that movie. I'm fine with that. <laughs> if you deserve a punch in the head, then go for it. <laughs> it was so funny. But also, do you think, uh, this is another controversial thing. Maybe okay. I'm wrong. I think they took the bees scene out of the movie for digital streaming. Did they? No way. It's no al- way. The bee, the bee ending was an alternate ending. Uh, and what? so they had, yeah, there was two endings to that movie. There was the bees, and then there was just putting them in the wicker man and lighting no them on fucking, fire. No fucking oh, way. Oh, come on. Because I went looking for the bees scene again because the first time I watched it, we lost our minds, right? We just like <laughs> love that scene. It's a brilliant scene. But I haven't seen it since because I thought like they cut it out like they did with the sad song in Muppets Christmas Carol. They cut that out too? <laughs> Yeah, they cut the sad song on it because kids hated it. I mean, who cares? It's not for, and not everything is for the kids. Everything is. Man. Everything's for the TikTok generation, man. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Wicker Man and summer, I'm gonna go with Midsummer. That's a good one. Now that is, is that mid- a fucking summer movie? It is. It's literally called <laughs> Middle of Summer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That one counts. And they also yeah, burn people. Count. And they dance yeah. around. And, and also they- Wicker Man. The location of the original Wicker Man is Summer Isle. And Christopher Lee's character is Lord Summer Isle. Oh. Diana, what's your favorite cult movie? Cult movie? Like this, like that style of like witch cult. Like, well, I guess folk horror, you'd put that in. Yeah, folk horror. Folk horror. Uh, Oh, cult? That's a tough one, though. That's a genre I love. Yeah. (laughs) It can can go in and out. I just recently watched V on Shudder, the V-I-Y. That was actually surprisingly very good. And it is one of the first Hmm. Russian language movies that were allowed to be distributed outside of Russia. That's Um, not for me. You know what? I'm going to say best cult movie, horror film of all time. And if you fucking disagree with me on this, Diana, you are allowed to disagree with me because you can do whatever you want. But if Marcus and Henry do, then I'm going to quit the show as Rosemary's Baby. Sure. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. I disagree so hard. I hate it. Whoa. Whoa. You don't like Rosemary's Baby? I hate it. Why don't, you, why don't you like Rosemary's Baby? This is unbelievable. It's just... Oh, I had heard so much about how great it was, and then I went and watched it. And it's so boring, and nothing happens, and it's not scary. I just hate it so much. I'm so mad at it. Turned wow, fascinating. Because of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're blaming TikTok. TikTok. TikTok did it. That's what happened. She's used to the sound bites. Okay, <laughs> I, mean, I, I love d- the slow burn. Yeah, I'll say I also I, I love know. Rosemary's Baby, but in that same I guess realm, that same arena. What do you think of the Sentinel? Not my favorite either. I'm not a big ah! uh, <laughs> Sentinel. I love the Sentinel. I love the Sentinel so much. I was just gonna say, like the, the a great thing we get to do on our show is is show things from all genres. Even if I'm not a fan, I'm happy. I think we might be getting to show that soon. So I'm yeah. happy to use other people to it, even if I'm not the biggest fan. Same with like the Changeling kind of like yeah, mm. love the Changeling. I, I was very vocal about how I'm not a huge fan, but I know lots of people are. So I'm glad we get to show it and give people a chance to figure it out for themselves. I will say, Diana, I think that the changeling's kind of boring as well. That one I do think is boring. But what I would but this is again, this is why I like Last Drive In, because I feel that truly my tastes are directly split between Diana and Joe Bob. And that I think that there are movies that are Joe Bob movies for me that I love. Sometimes there are just atmospheric movies that I just like being on in the background. Like Rosemary's Baby to me is a party movie. You know what I mean? It's a movie you put on on a screen with no audio and you have music playing. And it's just like Mm -hmm. one of those things that kind of plays in the background, like during a Halloween party. Like that's what I would do. But it, yeah, but these standards have changed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the off. Sentinel. It's a fantastic film if you think about Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, my God! And then Guess. she went on in Christmas Vacation. She married Chevy Chase. It's all fake. I know, <laughs> but if you think about it, like it's not what a what a life, huh? What but, is your favorite Joe Bob movie, Diana? Like, like literally, because you know what I mean. I know because he likes some of the older shit. He like he's very he's got a traditional stripe inside of him. What is your favorite of his choices? Well, his favorite of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so that's definitely mm. a good one. Oh, he's yeah. also a big uh, fan of Next Generation. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I agree with, and a lot of people are not fans of that what? one. Yeah, the one next with Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and Matthew McConaughey. I guess I got to watch it again because the first time I watched it, I God, I hated it so much. It's super fun, and he's such a purist with, with Texas Chainsaw, and he hmm. still loves it. So I love that he champions that one. I mean, the new Leatherface is another film that I absolutely loved. It was like written by a fan of Leatherface, the most recent one that came out this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, Leatherface got his revenge on all of these people who were quite mean to him. And I love when the monster gets their revenge because he's just a he's just a big boy with some kind of bizarre disease, much like Jason Voorhees. When they kill all of these handsome people and beautiful gals, I just think it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> I had so much fun watching me and me and Carolina just had to, like we just sat on the couch and just spent an hour and a half going yeah yeah go Leatherface go Leatherface yeah look at all the blood all the blood oh the bus is full of blood it's a blood bus but <laughs> yeah. Diana I don't know if you did you see the new remake of Leatherface did you see Leatherface well are you talking Leatherface or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Leatherface the one that, came out? The one that just came out yeah it came out this year so that one was Texas Chainsaw Massacre right the one with the bus scene. That's what you're talking yes. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mm, as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I can see why people don't enjoy it. But as just a fun slasher, like, I love the kills. It was fun. Yeah. Joe Bob, however, not a fan. <laughs> no, he was upset. I actually, why was he upset? Well, it's because they do, I will say, because my criticism of the film was that they missed some of the subtleties of the character of Leatherface, truly, where Leatherface wasn't just a rampant maniac. These people were coming into his home, and he was at first trying to bridge some form of communication with these people. And I don't they, think, when was the communication? Well, it's because as a boy, he didn't know that he needed to out be, be more outwards to strangers, and his family actually kept him very sheltered, which is why he was so scared when these people came in disturb the peace of his home and that's mm -hmm. why he reacted in the way he did killing them because grandpa distilled him this lesson so i feel like that's what that's what the new one missed was a little bit of the subtleties of family i feel like the new one got revenge right because it was one of the first it was maybe the only texas chainsaw massacre where the people that were killed all deserved it yeah, that's because they awesome. screwed him over. That was his house. That was his mama's house. They killed Leatherface's mama. And, you know, just like Jason, he's a mama's boy. You mess with the mom, you're going to get killed. That's what I love about him as a mama's boy. I think it's great. Did the mechanic deserve it? I don't remember hmm. anything he did to deserve his awesome uh, kill. Oh, it was just annoying. Mechanics are price gougers <laughs> and they lie to us about what's wrong with our cars. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so there was fair. no there was, there was no one in that town. So what was he fixing? I don't know. He was living a lie. <laughs> I mean, what I loved about Texas, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that it was so goddamn visceral. Because yeah. when you watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is not just one of my favorite horror movies, but one of my favorite movies in general, like the famous thing about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that there's very little gore. There's very little blood uh, and you don't see most of the kills. Mm -hmm. It's grimy but atmosphere. Yeah, it's super grimy atmosphere, just makes you feel gross, and it scares the hell out of you because it's in broad daylight. But this one, but that's the thing about it is that you wanted that. You wanted to see the fucking chainsaw going in. You wanted to see a decapitation. And this one, it gave you everything you wanted. It really and, that's there's a part nothing, of our, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying it either. Unfortunately, that's what it is. It's because we're our lack of attention span. That's what this is all about. Yeah. It's TikTok. That's what it's done. And, that, and that's why I want to add my third and final film to talk my I think there's one aspect of the summer film that we have not broached, mm -hmm. which is I believe that one of the pillars of a, for a horror movie to be considered a summer horror film is the monster movie. Mm, gotta I have a monster. I think the monster movie at a theater or at a drive-in is one of the best ways to spend a summer night. It's my favorite shit. So I was trying to figure out like what summer, but then I also kind of like had this kind of split in my mind. Technically, you know, the best monster movies of all time are probably, I would put up there Shin Godzilla. I would put one of those up there. But I feel like the Godzilla films are probably more like sci-fi, right? Sci-fi, yeah. Mothra, the Godzilla sci-fi. So in my mind, the one I wanted to choose was The Host. Oh. I love The Host. And I think, again, it's the it kind of ushered in the modern self-conscious horror movie. It's like, it's got, it's kind of meta. It kind of makes fun of the genre itself, but also is in and of itself a very compelling horror movie. And also just like, it's just, it's just good. 
It is good as fucking hell and it's scary. And it's got a lot of violence. What's the name of this goddamn movie? I'm Super 8? Not Super 8. It's not Super 8. <laughs> uh, Monster Squad? You thinking about Monster Squad? Hey, it's Bunch Super 8. Yeah, it's Super 8. That's a that's a sci-fi film. <laughs> yeah, it's that got counts. Kyle Chandler in it. I never guessed that one. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> sci-fi horror, they're friends. I would say we're leaving out a big one, which is shark movies like like jaws you have to watch in the summer there's no other time i know but then i felt like such like i wanted to impress you diana i just wanted (laughs) you to i wanted to choose something else besides it but yes i love jaws what is your favorite shark movie diana it's gotta be jaws <laughs> oh my Deep goodness, LL Cool J, hello, new generation. Yes. <laughs> this is wow. what happens when the kids take over the airwaves. <laughs> I mean, it, I just love it, and I mean, it is a lot of CGI in there, but I'll take it, and it's fun. And that first time when I saw Samuel Jackson with his speech, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it was just amazing. So mind blown, and I, I keep going back to that one. That's my go-to shark movie. All right. I mean, when it comes to uh, in-water horror, number one, open water is horrifying. That's yeah. horror, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. That's, That's very, just, very scary. It just reminds me I can't swim. Yes. And it, <laughs> the entire thing just takes place in the water. And to make it cinematic and to make it dramatic is actually very difficult. Also, the remake of Piranha. Piranha 3D is immensely Good. freaking fun. <laughs> and the, hor- the kills are great. I forget the name of the porn star in it. She had big old boobies. Uh, but her- Brie Olsen. No, no, no. <laughs> it might be. No, it was. It wasn't uh, Brie. Um, no, it was. It was. Riley? She was, was it Riley? No, it was no, a gal that had was, massive. She's smaller. She. Oh, my goodness. What was her yeah, name? But it. her death she was, was so three double funny. D. Riley Steele. There you no, go. I don't yeah. know yes, if that it was. It was Riley Steele. It was. Yeah. Yep, right. Ameri- yeah, I'm clicking. It's her subheadline is American pornographic actress. Well, that is absolutely <laughs> Certainly her. fantastic. Well, good for her. I was doing porn at that time. We're- and I was so jealous. I was like, how do you how do I get in Piranha 3G? <laughs> you just gotta go <laughs> through yeah. the shutter pipeline. And now don't worry, Diana. You can be in all of the you could be in Piranha 3G. Oh. It is gonna be they're I ready be for you. Double G. Yes, I think that's time for that. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something about water and people being in said water and then having sea creatures kill them where you feel so powerless. And that's why they actually scare me almost too much where I can't really watch them because I don't think I'd win in real life with every other horror movie. Like I had a dream. I've had I've had two Freddy dreams and both of the times I did win. (laughs) So it kind of works. I was like, sweet. I beat Freddy. And we kissed. But when it comes to any sea movie, I'm losing. Yeah. I'm drowning immediately. Well, yeah, because the water can get you. The water is inherently its own, like, scary monster. So it's like, you have to fight a bunch to win this. It's really hard. That's I was thinking of Gianna me. Michaels. Gianna mm, Michaels. Gianna Michaels. Right from your grave. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast of the last day. Go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like. And three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape. Put it in your brain and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Last podcast on the left. It's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest. And I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. 
but I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What's your third pick, Marcus? Uh, I already had all three. It was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, and Wicker Man. Man. But right. Wicker Man's my number one. That's that's what I will say is like that. That's what you got to. I mean, I think you still have to wait till next year, but you could enjoy Scream right now. And it's still hot as balls here in New York. So you could definitely still enjoy Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Can I ask everybody? OK, where the fuck is our <laughs> octopus movie? Ooh, that's a good call. Where is a good oct- is there a good horror octopus movie? Well, I, know. I don't think that Ed there Wood is. Had an octopus in one of his horror movies. 
Remember the scene in Ed Wood where um, Martin Landau was out in the uh, um, pond at 3 a.m. just going, ah! <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, my, there's my octopus teacher where that guy tried to fuck that octopus. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah that's Did you see that, Diana? It was weird. Which one? It was called My Octopus Teacher, and it was about this guy got, like, really fucking... Not. He got, like, weirdly physically close with this octopus, and he's like, we can communicate. And it's like... I don't know. That's a horror movie because it really is just about this guy trying to fuck this octopus. There's a really old one. It came from beneath the sea. It's kind of octopusy. I guess mm-hmm. that counts. And there's a really cheesy, like I think straight to video or something called Octopus. But we need like a really good, scary octopus. The giant squid thing used to always scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because also now giant squids are fucking real. Like yeah. because of the right. warming temperatures, they're all coming up to the surface. Yeah. The octopus that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid was one of my favorite movies when I was a child was King Kong versus Godzilla. There was a big octopus fight between King Kong and an octopus, and it was quite creepy because they used a real octopus and they had and then they just threw an octopus on a guy in a uh, monkey costume and he had to wrestle around with it for about ten minutes. It was a very long fight. You know what this is, Diana? You got to get this in last drive-in. It's the movie Dagon. Okay. Have you seen Dagon? Uh, I feel like I did a long time ago, but I don't remember it very well. It does sound like a, a Texas mm-hmm. man who stubbed his toe on the bed when he got up in the middle <laughs> of the night. Dagon! Um, but I no, it's people recommending it to me. So I think I checked it out, but I have all no right. memory. That's <laughs> what I'm seeing here now because it's Stuart Gordon, who we all love. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, this might be a good B side. This might be a good one for like, you know, because and last drive in, do you guys talk about what goes up first and what goes up second? For sure. Yeah. Like, this is a good second movie. Those are the ones I generally like more. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too, because they're the super weird ones. Well, Diana, when it comes to your work, what movie would you recommend that you are in that people should watch this summer? <laughs> yeah, plug that shit. Plug that shit. Dude. Absolutely. I'm not plugging anything I've ever done to stay away from it. <laughs> Evil Bong 666, perhaps? Hey, come on. Um, I liked it. Evil Bong 888 just came out, and it is my <laughs> biggest role I've ever done, and they named me Tom Atkins. <laughs> and my whole motivation for being in it is to like be able to afford streaming services and feed my pet lizard. So there's that. Hey, man. Fantastic. That's movie making. Are you trying to get into more movies now? Like, I know you're, you joked no, about it before. You um, wanted... Not at all. Like, I've never considered myself like an actress. I, um, I kind of just do things that are fun. Mostly I come in for quote unquote cameo kills. Yeah. I just did one. Oh, can I talk about this yet? I don't know. I come said an NDA for something coming out in October. Wink, wink. Where I got a really fucking cool kill. And that's awesome. <laughs> but that's, Diane, I'm the same way because I always wanted to be like, uh, seriously, anybody who's making a horror movie, get me in there just to be murdered. I absolutely yeah, exactly. love it. exactly. It's so fun. And so like I got to be killed by very legendary character in this one so that's just amazing and you'll see it (laughs) i promise you fantastic (laughs) that's so fucking awesome well all right diana prince this was so cool darcy the mail girl this means so much to us thank you for fucking hashing it out with us talking some movies i hope that our audience can go and like go download this shit go buy you know what i want to press honestly fucking buy a blu-ray yeah i want buy blu-ray i've been buying blu-ray lately as well and i'm loving it I think it's time to get back to physical media and get back into it. You get higher quality film transfers and they can't take it away from you because I just had that happen to me. I bought Dune on iTunes, man. That's supposed to be mine. Then they took that away from me. It's true. Joe Bob's a really big advocate of physical media. He He's very like exactly for that reason. It's like you quote unquote own it, but it could go anytime and also yes. they can edit it anytime and take out whatever they want. And it's a whole different movie. I'm also currently stalking your Instagram page, and I'm really upset that you got to meet Danhausen. He's oh, a fantastic yeah, pro Dan wrestler. Ha- he's like this. Well, he's, he's got this character where he's like a horrible magician, and he keeps on being like, <laughs> "I put a spell on you," but then the wrestlers are like, "No, you didn't." I, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but Diana, if Diana knows, I think that you might even like. You'd probably like wrestling even more than you like horror movies, right? No, no. <laughs> Horror person, definitely, for sure. You got that wrong, you Which, fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she likes me better than you. <laughs> I, definitely, I love wrestling, and I, I, I want to incorporate it like as much as I can. Like every, every season, it's like, how about this wrestler? How about this wrestler? Let's have Chris Jericho on all the time. Why not? <laughs> oh, he's a real stud muffin, that Chris Jericho. He's very handsome. Been. I saw him. He's 
super knowledgeable though. Like I'm just, the first time I met him, like it was like, cool, you're a legend, whatever. But then he started talking about like, he really got me with which my favorite good to summer that isn't Friday 13th is Sleepaway Camp 2. So yes. he started talking about that immediately. And I'm like, we are best friends now. <laughs> that was another one I got because of the cover. You got the knife going through the shoe or is that part yeah. one? Either way, it's awesome. But then it turned out to be like amazing. Like I like Sleepaway Camp 2 much better than the first one, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's food, but like bonus right there. It's so good. Sleepaway Camp 2 is really good. You guys surprised me. Again, it's another one of those that I would never have watched. And it's a great one. And it's just fucking great. It's great. And then you get to meet Felissa Rose all the time, who sounds like a fucking, she's a hoot and a half. She is just the best. Like her energy and just positivity is just amazing. She was there in the first when we did the first marathon, and I was so scared. And I didn't know she was going to be there. And I walked out in the Felissa Rose sitting in the lobby, getting ready to ride to the set with me. I'm like, hey. She was so nice and she helped me get through it. And she's just, she's the best. Well, that is fantastic. I I try to communicate with Bill Mosley, who's like also like, that's one of those two. But I felt like, Man, he must get so sick of the, the fat men. I saw him like, in the being air. nervous around him. Like he's going to be like, hey, Mister Mosley, well in the, your films. I was so scared of him. Like for the first ten times I met him or so, I'm like, you are very scary, sir. Even though he's like the nicest person in life, all I can see is his characters. So I'm like, okay, stay away. That's the thing. Is yep. Think about that. You got If you're married to Bill Mosley, I mean, Diana, you probably like this because you like you like these guys scary. But it's like Bill Mosley, like him being like, good night. Like him like kissing you good night. It's like, it's a lot. That's very scary to be up close to that those lips. I love it. I was up close to him. I saw him at LAX and I gave him a big old hug. But he was totally uncomfortable. You're six foot seven, 300 pounds, so they have to take your hug. Well, <laughs> Maybe he thought I was like Leatherface. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Diana. And thank you so much for keeping horror alive and well. I'm just, it's amazing. Joe Bob is still at it. And um, it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's just fantastic. That's the best genre that has ever existed. Is there anything else you want to plug? You want to tell people where they can find you at? Were there anything you want them to see? Um, I'm not a big plugger. Just <laughs> our Halloween specials in October if you want to check it out. Oh yeah, we will. It's oh a no, good time I, for it. And I'm gonna li- I'm gonna live watch it because that's why I always like I like see Thank I you. it's the only time I've used Twitter in the last like year two years because I absolutely hate that thing, but I use it <laughs> for last driving because it's I the only because that. that was a part of the thing that we planned. It just kind of happened when the like internet broke, quote unquote, when we did the first marathon, and I just went online trying to get everybody to like hold on until like we came back and fixed everything and it just became a tradition then so like i live tweet during the whole freaking show always so thanks for being part of that just so cool the hashtag mutant fam is out there we know that we got a big crossover and i can't wait to see everybody at the last drive-in absolutely all right everyone well thank you so much for listening to this special bonus episode not bonus it's just a special episode it's just an episode man we did this check out everything diana prince has been a part of even if she doesn't (laughs) want to be proud of it because she should be proud of it because diana you did great amazing work and um yeah you're just a wonderful it was been really nice chatting with you wonderful thank you so much diana for having me live from your grave all right, there it was, our conversation with Diana Prince. Another perfect interview. Oh, we <laughs> nailed it. She's great, right, though. She's so, like, she knows a fuck ton about movies. She yeah. knows a lot about movies, doesn't like certain films that I'm a little bit surprised about, but you know what? That's humans, isn't it? It is. It Don't is. humans always it? surprise us a little bit? That's right. But now we're going to go, we're going to finish our summer break. Um, I'm certain right now I'm... I'm down in Puerto Vallarta, and oh, yeah. I have a bunch Puerto of. Puerto Leste. I have bought a bunch of like you know like it's me and I, and I, you know and then I have a whole all these families around me. Sure. And like thank you for coming, thank you for coming. Why and, not? And I make a little school. I teach them all about history, and, and that's what I'm doing for my summer break. What are you doing for your summer break, Marcus? At this moment, when this episode is released, I'm going to be in in Vermont. In the forest, Vermont. Um, oh. Yeah, dude, I fucking oh, love Vermont because that's where all the forests are and the trees. Oh. And you just get trees because I need trees. I love trees. I might be around trees also, or I might be around some big earnings. Big earnings gambling. Are you going to be, are you just going to spend the entire summer break gambling? 
gambling. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'll go see uh, Thunder Down Under and look at some Australians get ready for our tour over there. Yeah, I'll go look at some dick with you. We're yep. going to be in Vegas well, together, Well, the thing man. is, they don't show the dick. They reference the dick. That's stupid. Uh, no, that's the point. That's the, that's the ooh, when we're going to see it. That's what show gets the, the dick. No, because women are weird. Like, they don't want to see the dick. They want you to think. They want to form the dick in their minds. I think all that, of this is being made by men. No, it's not. <laughs> Thunder Down Under is... I've been to an event, and it was women, and it smelled like women. Ugh. Yeah, it was weird, bro. I see. It was real weird. I see. All right, everyone. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Scariest moment of all. Hail Satan. Congratulations. Oh, hail Gain. Do you mean it smelled like perfume? No. It smelled like it. We need... They needed perfume. Woo. <laughs> My God. I almost got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.